Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season three of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Francis Johnson. I'm so glad you've joined us as we continue to explore the topic of continuous curiosity. This season, we're talking all about what curiosity is, why it's so important, and what roadblocks sometimes prevent us from being curious. One of the barriers to curiosity can be a lack of support to try something new. And I'm really excited today to explore how the right network and advocates can help us pursue our curiosities into new degrees, professions, or passions. Today, I'm so happy to be joined by Michelle King and Melissa Young. Michelle is a graduate of the full-time MBA program here at the Eccles School, and she currently works for the global consulting firm Calypso, a Rockwell automation business. At Calypso, Michelle is a manager with a focus in the consumer industry. Melissa is a career coach who worked with Michelle during her time as a student here at the Eccles School, and they're joining me today to talk about how curiosity can lead you somewhere you didn't expect and the role the right mentor can play in helping you succeed on an unexpected path. Michelle and Melissa, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thanks for having us. We're excited. Well, Michelle, I want to start with you and talk about your experience when you first got here to the Eccles School. You and I have talked before about what a foreign environment it was. Before you applied for an MBA, you'd actually never even met someone who had an MBA. And you got here and you felt a little bit like a fish out of water. Tell us how Melissa helped you find your feet in this new environment. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Definitely felt very foreign and new to me. Had massive imposter syndrome, but I think that Melissa understood that and she met me where I was. She knew kind of where I was coming from. And so she could tailor and shape her approach specifically to me to say, I remember one time you mentioned it's kind of like climbing a mountain and you might be down here at the mountain and others might be halfway up, but you're still going to get to the top at the same time. Just understanding that this was so new to me. The start of a program in like the scheme of a whole degree is short, right? Just your first couple of weeks or your first couple of months. But if you don't get off to the right start, it can have a big impact. What do you think the flip side of the coin would be if you hadn't had someone to meet you where you were in such a new environment? Oh my gosh, I know they can't see my face right now, but it would be terrible. <laughs> it would. I just feel like if I didn't have anybody that I could completely trust and go and cry to in your office and say, I did terrible on this and kind of have that reassurance that it's okay. Like this is something that a lot of people go through. And even if some people aren't vocal about it, some people still go through it internally. And I feel like I just would have dealt with it all by myself. And I don't think that would have been good at all. I don't think I would have grown. Melissa, tell us from your perspective, your first experience meeting Michelle, what stuck out to you? What potential did you see and how did you approach her and where she was coming from? I actually met Michelle during the admissions process. So it was before we had a coaching relationship. And I love that the focus of this is really around curiosity because I would say that that is one of the words I would use to embody Michelle. Not only is she incredibly curious, she also is very responsive to any type of information, feedback, guidance. So that coachability was even there in the admissions process because Michelle was what we call a pivot. She 
was not coming from a corporate lens, but I knew the potential that I saw was all based in that curiosity and that open-hearted willingness to receive whatever I had to give. I love that Michelle is really the embodiment of this idea of curiosity, but also it sounds like, Melissa, this is a key in this kind of situation where you're really trying something new. Talk a little bit more, Melissa, about the role that curiosity plays when we're developing our career path, our educational path. I think the full-time MBA experience, which is what Michelle was a part of, is so unique because someone is unplugging from a career and a lot of our identity is rooted in that. And so they're really stepping into the unknown. And so the bigger the pivot, the more curiosity is going to lend itself to the next right thing because you are on that path where you're just taking the next step and you may not see really what the next peak is. Thinking of the coaching relationship, like you can be as curious as Curious George, right? But if you kind of can't hone in on one thing eventually, which is what I feel like yes. Melissa was great at, kind of narrowing it down and saying, okay, well, these are your interests. It's great to be curious and find many different things that you're interested in, but then eventually being able to pull it back and say, okay, these are the specific levers I want to pull, or this is where I want to go. I think that's super important too. Yeah, at some point you have to make a decision, right? There Mm -hmm. is a time and a space to explore, especially in a big career pivot like you made, Michelle. But at some point we have to say, well, this is the kind of industry I want to be in or this is the kind of job Mm -hmm. that I want to be in. And we need sometimes someone to guide us through that. Is that, Melissa, how you see your role as a career coach when it comes to helping people develop their curiosity? Absolutely. Cindy Smith, who's the Associate Director for Career Management Center, she and I really rebooted the programming around a student's journey, depending on where they are. And something that we, much to their dismay, guide them into is what we call a career hypothesis. Because people, especially when they've unplugged from their career, they want to explore. They don't want to be locked into the next thing at the beginning of the journey. So the career hypothesis really is a way to get someone in action and pointed at something. Otherwise, as Michelle said, we saw many students who took too much time in that curiosity and exploration and that two years was up before they knew it. And so they didn't gain the most from that two-year experience that they could have. This is so interesting. I feel like this is a new concept from some of the other guests and episodes that we've had so far this season is sort of structured curiosity or guided curiosity that it's not always to our benefit for it to go on forever. I love this phrase that you used, Melissa, the student journey. And I'd like to go back to you, Michelle, and talk a little bit about that. As you started narrowing things down, being kind of intentional, what was the role that curiosity played? And I'd love to hear specifically, 
your experience coming from a not corporate background. I know that your experience felt really different from some of your other classmates. So finding your own strengths in the program, I'd love to hear what role curiosity played in that as well. I'll say between August and December, (laughs) I didn't have much curiosity. I was honestly trying to fit this mold of what an MBA should look like and academically how I should be performing. I wasn't being true to myself. And it was probably my most challenging time because I was trying to figure out how I fit in and how I was even there, to be honest. And it wasn't until winter break that I kind of stepped back and said, okay, what do I want to get out of this experience and what can I sort of bring? Like what's going to make me happy and fulfilled and progress in this journey? And when I came back that in January, my main focus was on like informational interviews. And that's really where the curiosity peaked. And I thought, why don't I just go out and talk to as many people as I can? <laughs> because I still had no idea what I wanted to do. I just started reaching out to a bunch of people and We've talked before, so I'm sure you know I love to chat. (laughs) So I just found that I really enjoyed hearing what other people's roles were, what they were doing, just figuring out what their journey was and how they got there. It took a little while, but once the curiosity got there and I found that it is so valuable to be curious and truly just learn and talk to other people without the intention of what can I get from them. But just going in with genuine curiosity, not expecting that they're going to offer you something after, but just saying, I want to learn about what they're doing. And maybe that's something I might be interested in. I love that you had to first get curious about yourself. Step away from this mold. Step away from a preconceived idea about what it meant to be an MBA student, what a good career looked like, what a path looked like. Melissa, for students like Michelle, what can make it hard to be curious about themselves, about what's around them? What barriers do they face in this new environment? Fear (laughs) is really what shuts things down. And I think when the stakes feel so high and you're in that unknown, it's easy to attach to an archetype of what it should look like. We want to belong. We want to fit a mold. And so I remember coaching Michelle before winter break and really giving her the permission to stop her internship search, which was counter to what I was maybe encouraging other students who were further on in that journey, because I could see that she was losing her authenticity. And I knew that that was her superpower. And we just talked about what do you love doing? Where do you feel that engagement come in, your flow state. And it was relationship building at the heart of it. That is who Michelle is. So that curiosity turned right back on. (laughs) Was it hard, though, to change your mindset, Michelle? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I'm with all of these amazing, amazing, amazing people, right? And so doing something different than everybody else just made me kind of feel even more different. I think that the first few people that I reached out to for informational interviews, I very much had the mindset of, I'm going to get an internship out of this. And I went in completely trying to sell myself, but I didn't fully know what I wanted to do. So I couldn't even articulate anything properly. And so after those first few, 
then I would go in and only ask them about themselves. And I was totally fine if we hung up from the phone and they didn't know anything about what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. I mean, you hear networking all the time, but I truly call it relationship building. I think people think of networking as meeting someone with the intention of getting something out of them. But relationship building is just being curious and learning about other people. And if there's something later on six months down the road and they think, oh my gosh, I talked to this person and they said they loved California too. And there's just job in California or something completely just that makes them think of you, but they don't feel weird about it. They don't feel like you're only reaching out just because you want something. But yeah, it was definitely challenging because I I felt like I was doing something completely different than a lot of other people. And what difference did it make this idea of sometimes we can't be curious without the right advocate? What difference did her advocacy make for you? I mean, I mentioned in the beginning that I wasn't being true to myself. And so kind of giving me that permission to be myself and be genuine and saying, it's okay. I think I had gotten a few rejections. And I remember mentioning to you, oh my gosh, well, if I got this job, we could have moved here and my family would have gone to these schools and this and that. And I was putting so much focus on an end goal that there's so many steps in the process that I was just making assumptions on every single one of them. But just giving me that permission to be myself, I don't think I would have been able to unlock that if it wasn't for Melissa telling me that it was okay. I mean, we're all human and there's future tripping in the way of what's possible in that space. But a lot of students will find themselves future tripping to the point where they talk themselves out of taking any action in the curiosity. (laughs) And as you mentioned, attachment to an outcome. And so I think that that's another key area to Michelle's journey when she started to do that, and Michelle took action. So that would be another thing I would also billboard around this whole curiosity component and it creating something for you is you have to act on the curiosity. Can't be behind a computer a lot of the time. You have to be out in it experiencing something. I think we talked about this recently that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I tell people all the time, the MBA was by far the best decision of my whole entire life. Literally, it changed my family's life. But if I had known everything that it entailed, I don't know if I would have done it when I did. I would have put it off and said, okay, I'm going to take longer to study for the GMAT. But I just kind of jumped in because I just thought, oh, this sounds interesting. And I don't think that I gave myself that time to evaluate all of the things that could go wrong or how intense or time consuming it was. But when you think of the outcome afterwards, it's wild to think that, you know, you would put something like that off. Yeah. I like this theme that's emerging that Be curious enough to do something. (laughs) Don't be too curious that you know too much that you won't do it, right? Let's pivot a little bit and talk about, Michelle, your experience really honing in on what you wanted to do. So you have these informational interviews. You and I have talked before about how you thought you were interested in Customer experience, consumer experience, that's something that you had a little bit of exposure to in your previous work, in your previous life. So maybe the way to frame it is 
you wanted to do customer experience, but finding the space where you could do that kind of work in an existing framework took a little curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. It maybe didn't look exactly how you had experienced it before. It didn't look like what you thought it would, but you found the avenue to do what you wanted to do, maybe in an unexpected place. Mm -hmm. And I think that Melissa and I had talked about that before, that I might not necessarily find this is customer experience role at this company, but finding opportunities that would allow me to bring in that customer experience. Melissa, what's the process of walking someone through that? How do we train ourselves to not disregard things that come in a different package than what we're expecting? I think that my personal way of coaching someone is to really look at where they want to create impact in an organization and how they want to do that with both their soft skills and their hard skills that they're developing, rather than looking for like the title in the very beginning. That's really the beginning of it. It's just really understanding their strengths, what previous experience they brought in, some of the themes, seeing those themes. That's something I actually have a talent for myself is to see the connectivity between things and to help reflect that back to give a student language to then go into that further with their journey. Michelle, how are you using curiosity now in your role? You're settled in, right? You feel comfortable, like you belong, all of these Things that created a rocky start for you maybe at the beginning of your MBA program have now the rough edges have been smoothed a little bit and you feel like you're in the right place. How do you stay curious now? Yeah, I feel like staying curious is so important. Just like Melissa mentioned, even after the MBA program, because when I started at Calypso, one, I used many of the learnings from the MBA because still going into consulting, it was a huge pivot. And so I did have sort of that imposter syndrome all over again and kind of how am I here? But then I started using the learnings and just finding my own strengths. But where the curiosity I think came in was I am very passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so plugging into that at Calypso and saying, what are we doing? How can we do better? What great things have we done already? And just really digging in there. And so now I'm provided with opportunities to really help us progress in that area. And it's just been really great being able to, like you talked about impact in the MBA. I I don't think I would have ever thought that I would be doing (laughs) DEI, but I've found that that's a really big passion of mine and being able to make such a large impact at an entire consulting firm to me is just amazing. I love it. And also just learning about our different industries. We, I never thought I would be working with data or projects on life sciences, which I never would have thought, and consumer and learning as much as I can because there's so much information out there. And sometimes you never know what you're going to love if you don't kind of step out of the box to learn about other things. So yeah, curiosity has helped me so much even after the MBA. I want to pull out two things you said that I think are so interesting. First, back to this idea of impact 
and thinking about what we're passionate about, how that can really inform curiosity about how can I now make that impact in the space where I am. And then also what you said, Michelle, that we don't know if we're going to like something unless we try it and sort of coming back to this idea of don't let your curiosity talk you out of it instead of being curious about all the reasons why you might hate something new or why it might not work out, saying, maybe if I try this, it's going to be exactly the right thing that I never thought of. And I think that allowing yourself to have that change, you might turn 30 and say, oh my gosh, I want to be an astronaut now for no reason. I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't go and do it. You can still try and recognize that something has changed. That's okay. And now I want to do this and that's fine. Or I want to try this and that's okay. Just allowing yourself that. Something interesting about the conversation is actually something I'm choosing to do right now, which is testing all the stories I have about what I do and don't like or who I am. Oh, I'm not someone who likes to talk about myself. That could be a story I'm walking around with. And really taking that curiosity into self-awareness and saying, is that true? I haven't talked about myself in a while or haven't put myself out there in a while. Let's see how that really resonates. And is that true for me? Glenn Kreiner, who teaches in the MBA program, he's the chair of the management department here at the Echo School. He was our guest, our very first episode this season. And he does a lot of research about identity and how we see ourselves. And he talked about this idea that sometimes people put an identity on us. So they say like, oh, you're an extrovert or you're a liberal or a conservative or you're a good professor or a bad professor. It's something that someone is putting on us. And then there are the identities that we put on ourselves. We say, I'm a disorganized person, or I'm an extrovert, or I'm a person who doesn't like talking about myself and how important it is to investigate those things, even if it's something that we think about ourselves, to say, well, maybe that was true, but is it still true? Or maybe it's not true at all. Do I like how that feels? And then taking the opportunity to say, well, if I was a person who liked talking about myself a lot, what would I do? If I was interested in consulting, what would that look like? If I was a person who belonged in a full-time MBA program, how would that feel? And we really can't do that without being curious. But he said the same thing that I think has come out really so beautifully here, that we have to start with ourselves. We have to be curious about ourselves and then accepting of ourselves before we can go out and be curious about where do we want to be? Where do we feel like we belong? What impact do we want to have? We have to investigate ourselves first. And I think having a coach or a mentor is even valuable if you are not sure. I think that that person may see things or be able to have evidence that you may not have locked in of examples of, I've seen you do these five things. What are you saying that you're not good at that? I've witnessed this, is also really helpful in that identity making and shifting. It feels good to have someone in our corner. I think, Michelle, of what you said at the beginning, how Melissa helped you sort of reframe, I'm at this 
point in the path, someone else is here, but we're all going to get to the same place. Sometimes we don't even have a full view of the path at all. We can't see the progress we've made. We sometimes can't see how close we are to where we want to be without someone advocating for us and showing us. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Someone that's there to kind of watch the journey and understand where you're at because you're making these small steps every single day. But someone from the outside is able to look back and say, look from where you started until where you are now. And then it kind of opens your eyes to, oh, yeah, I was in your office crying every day. And now I'm and now I'm <laughs> doing these great things. You know, like it really it's hard to step back and see that perspective if there's not somebody to kind of remind you, hey, look at how far you've come. <laughs> Michelle, I want to talk about the lasagna story. <laughs> My favorite story. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to set the stage and then you can talk us through the end. So with your background in customer experience and feeling like that was the impact that you wanted to have, there's a company here in Utah, we've mentioned them actually before in this season, Qualtrics, which I think really was and is really a leader in this space. They were sort of the first people doing this customer experience type of work. So it seemed like a great fit for what you were familiar with and what you were interested in. They were having a big conference, but tickets were really expensive. And so you got a little curious. You were interested in going, but thinking, how can I make this happen for myself? Pick it up there and tell us what happened. Yes. Well, yeah, I really wanted to go, but I didn't have that money just laying around. It's a lot of money for a ticket. And I found out that they had like a student discount ticket. And I thought, okay, maybe I can do that one. But how? Like, how can I do it? So I remembered that when I was younger and when I was in middle school, there was this trip. You could go to the East Coast on this educational trip. And my parents didn't have that money lying around either. So my mom started selling lasagnas. We would have to walk around the neighborhood and sell lasagnas to all of our neighbors. And she would make them on Saturday and we'd deliver them all. And I don't know why I just remembered that. And I thought, well, everyone in the MBA is always really hungry. So <laughs> let me just try and make some lasagna and see if anybody wants it. I remember just walking into the lounge one day and saying, hey, do you want to buy some lasagna if I make it? And everyone was kind of like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. And so I I made them the night before and woke up super early, packed all the like plates and forks and everything and brought them. And everyone liked my lasagna. So then I just started doing it every week so that I could get enough to buy this ticket. And then the ticket sold out. And so that was horrible. I remember just crying and saying, I tried so hard and the tickets are sold out. And I already had orders for the next week. And so I had to text everybody and say, you know, if you want to cancel your order, like this is what I was going to use it for. And now I can't type of thing. But through the whole whirlwind of a lot of support that kind of I put it out into the universe, to be honest, I feel like it was just a moment in time that worked out perfectly, but ended up getting gifted the like a VIP experience to Qualtrics and like one of the best experiences of my whole entire life, to be honest, that I'll never forget. Got to meet former President Barack Obama and yeah, a story that I share with my kids all the time. I was embarrassed to to sell lasagnas to my cohort, to be honest. I was really embarrassed about it. 
But I tell my kids, if you really want to go after it, then find a way to go after it and do it and look at what can come of it, you know? This question of how I feel like is really at the heart of curiosity. This is what I want. How am I going to do it? And then embracing something that feels awkward or silly or outside of our comfort zone. And then not giving up, right? I mean, I can only imagine how frustrating after baking dozens and dozens of lasagnas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And now the tickets are gone. How easy it would have been to say, well, it wasn't meant to be, or I tried my best, or even how easy to say, what a waste. What a waste of my time. What a waste of my effort. But to just keep going. And I think that brings us around to the other theme of this episode, which is really for curiosity to really take us somewhere, to make an impact for us and then allow us to make an impact for other people. We have to be curious and then do act on it. Finally, I'd love to hear from each of you what's something that you do in your own lives, personally or professionally, to stay curious. Melissa, you want to kick us off? I'm reflecting on that. I think that for me, I know I'm in curiosity when there's creativity, when I'm in my flow state, when I'm connected and present. And so I think that what I do to stay curious is notice when I'm not in that place (laughs) because that is a big flashlight into an opportunity for me to shift. And I think as crazy as it sounds, meditation, dancing, picking up and just talking to somebody that I care about and love, like today has filled me up and really made me want to be more curious today. So it's less about being in my head and more about connecting with other people. Michelle, how about you? What do you do to stay curious? I love reading. I think I have like four books on my nightstand right now, and sometimes I'll jump between them, but just... I love reading all kinds of different books to get different perspectives. And then I I love talking to other people that have either read those books or recommending them to someone and hoping that they read it so I can talk to them about it. I feel like books just kind of give you such a wide variety of perspectives and they pique your curiosity because there's always something in there that you want to explore more. So I'd say reading is number one, but two is just I love meeting with people and so talking to people and understanding like what they're interested in. Still just kind of the same stuff from the MBA, but continuing to do that and understanding, just trying to look at my life and say, okay, what's next? So I'd say those those few things keep me curious. Well, I'm with Melissa. This has been really edifying. So many things to think about for all of us. And even I think some ways to be more curious about curiosity that have come out today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today for the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And you can always invite a friend to tune in as well. We'll be back in two weeks with another discussion about curiosity, and I hope you'll join us again. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram at Eccles Alumni for all the latest news from your Eccles Alumni Network.